you, you're like a licensed real estate agent too? Yeah, I'm licensed real estate agent, wholesaler. It's crazy, man. Last week I was supposed to close on my first flip. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I backed out. I was like, I don't know. This backed out? Me. Why? Just because, uh, like, as a, as a licensed real estate agent, you know, I'm already seeing the changes. You know what I'm mm. saying? I'm seeing house prices dropping. They trying to stop us from doing showings. Talking about we could only do virtual showings. They were saying that same thing up here in New York, actually. Yeah. Just that they could continue to do in-person showings because it's an essential business. The guy who I work for at the realtor was like, oh, I need you to do a show on Saturday. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no it's way. Not. Like. He didn't prep me or anything. It would have been my first show one too. He was like, just go for it. Just, just jump in, polar bear style, essentially. Yeah, man. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way I could do this. So I was I was actually waiting till the season ended so I could like get more experience. And of course, this pandemic really just shut everything down. Yeah, I tell people, man, don't wait to get experience because then you never get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could definitely you know I mean? provide like the educational background. And yeah, right. Yeah, I could do that from the podcast. But I'm gonna be on that Jordan away disclaimer. <laughs> hey, I can't, this I can't is say. my own information <laughs> that I picked up. Don't take it. Right, don't take it. I'm like, do not do anything. I tell you, I just said, you know, go find somebody, a mentor, somebody. Right. Nam is uh, crazy. I tell people I got in real estate by accident. I'm from New Jersey. Joined the Air Force, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna join the Air Force, go see the world. I stationed right back in New Jersey, you know, down in South Jersey. Yeah, so I would say, ship me off to Alabama. I'm like, yo, first of all, I'm a Jersey boy. I was like, yo, do I need a passport to get Alabama? You know what I'm saying? So I left with Alabama. I was like, yo, I gotta rip my spot out. I only had it four months. Ain't no equity in it. So I'm, I'm bringing it out, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing a little extra change come in my pocket. So I'm like, okay, so I got to Alabama. I was like, okay, you know what, let me, let me buy another one. So I know about the Philly area, but I had some, my tenants, they were great at one point, where they were paying, yo, they paid me like six months in, in advance rent. So I'm like, yo, this is, I'm like, yo, this is sweet. But you know, I ain't do my due diligence and ask like, how will you afford to, do six months in advance. Well, you know, one of them was a stripper at Onyx and the husband was the bouncer. They did a lot of stripping and bouncing in my spot. Yo, they tore my whole joint up. And Tommy had just met Matt. And, you know, he was like, yo, man, you should just wholesale this joint. And at the time, I didn't know what wholesaling was. I was like, nah, nah man, this is my spot. I want to keep it. So, you know, I, I know, I definitely know the uh, definition of a tired landlord. Rolled up my sleeves, you know, we went to painting you know fixing up the spot and it's crazy when we got done i looked back i was like yo this wasn't that bad and the spot looked kind of dope you know and that's when i asked my cousin tommy like yo what's up with this wholesaling thing right, right, right. and then he started telling me about wholesaling you know and at that time you know we talk about oh real estate you think you gotta go get your license so the next right. week you know next week i went and you know signed up for the real estate class like i ain't know the difference between wholesaling and real estate at the time Got my license, you know. I went to Relive 2018. Mm. You know, you left out of that joint, fired up, went and got my business cards. Like, yo, I'm a real estate investor. It's crazy. I passed it the first card I passed out. He was like, yo, you buy houses for cash? I was like, yeah. He was like, yo, I need, I know somebody needs, needs your help. 
week one and week one in the whole hosting, I got my first deal. At the time, you know, dollar signs is going out. I'm about to go, you know, start looking for the Lambo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, this really work. But I tell you, you know what I'm saying? I ain't do another deal for about 14 months. Damn, that must have been a good flip, a good wholesale then. Nah, it wasn't. It was just, you know, I, I mean, I, it was just the right time at the right place at that time, you know, just. Plus with me, I wasn't really marketing too much. Mm-hmm. After a while, you know, I started, you know, taking courses, doing uh, the We Live, and I was like, okay, okay. And except when I retired, I was like, yo, I'm about to go all in. And, you know, I, I, I dedicate an hour a day driving for dollars, dedicate three hours a day cold calling. And I mean, right now, in a year and a half, I'm on like bill number 10 right now. KJ, how did you become introduced into real estate? Yeah, mine was actually the complete opposite. It wasn't on accident, all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. My dad's a landlord and ah. very young age. Yeah, he lives in Brooklyn, Canarsie, Brooklyn. Shout out BK. From a very young age, he was instilling me the importance of a passive income, whether it be through the stock market, a side hustle business, or through real estate. Coming back home to New York, and in my first year, I was like, all right, you got to do something with real estate. You got to do something with real estate. After a year of living home, I was like, all right, bet. Start networking with people, reaching out to people in the area, reading books, listening to podcasts daily on real estate, just researching, getting that education, that foundation to build up, right? After about a couple months of doing so, a lot of people were saying, you should get your real estate license. You could learn more about the business. Now, of course, you don't need to get your license to be a real estate investor. Right. But for like the knowledge, terminology, the jargon, like being within that realm of real estate, if you go get your license, then you're going to be around people who are all doing the same thing, you know? So I was right. like, all right, let me do this. I went online, signed up for the 75-hour course. I want to say June. I took my time with it, so completed it in October. (laughs) (laughs) Took the test, there's two tests, so there's certification to, you know, pass the class and then the actual state license, and I finished all that up in December. Mm. And so I got my my license December and signed on with a a realtor, you know, that's gonna sponsor me. So right now, I'm very much starting off in the business. It's all about finding a strategy. Real estate is so vast. Right, you can mm-hmm. sit there and read every book, attend every seminar, <laughs> go out and like essentially drown yourself in the knowledge. But if you just if you don't get out there, you won't essentially amount to anything. You gotta actually put the words to practice, and that's why I'm about to start doing. Boost the ground, boost the ground. Yeah. All right, Cuzzo, it's your turn, man. How did how did you become interested? It was just kind of a long time coming. From young, I always was interested in it. Like I think you said, actually, that, you know, people that I had to get a real estate license and pay all this money and all of this other stuff. I started finding out about wholesaling and finding out about what ways to wholesale. Like, I wouldn't say easy because it's not how simple it is to understand how to make money. And once I figured that out, I bought a course. Um, I don't know if y'all heard about Mark Witten. I bought his course, listened to him talk about it. He talked about it pretty much in depth to where I could understand it. Broke down all that, renting out properties, a HUD one looks like, and all of that stuff. So 
thought I had a pretty good understanding. I think I have a pretty good understanding of it. Part of my job is I, I ride around and I go to people's houses and I work on their appliances. So during that process, I was just looking, scoping out property. I would just write down every single one that I that I came across, write down the address, and just try to do some research on it later on. And so I got a few numbers. Um, I was calling people, calling a lot of people, but the website that I was using, every, for every 50 numbers, I would get one person. It was just kind of a grueling process to not come up with anything. So. You know, I'm still trying to figure out a better way to go about it. I think I mentioned on here before, me and Houston, we talk about it a lot. He's, he knows way more than me about it. Um, he's really heavy into it as far as the, the business side of things and what your deal should be looking like. Figuring to understand as far as percentages and all of, on all of those things. So um, he knows a lot about it. Uh, so the people around me, like, we talk about it, the more that you get into certain things, the more you see certain people around you start coming out the woodwork, like, oh, you know, I, I do that and I know this and I and I can help you with this. Like, I got a cousin who's, you know, doing it and she's putting in the work and she's got a mentor and all of that. So she's trying to help me out where I can help, where she can help me. And, you know, we got different, you know, it's a, it's a few different people that when I heard, when I was doing the podcast while I was on silence, like, I'm at my boy's house, so I'm chilling in the car, and he and one of them came out to the car, Sean talking, and he was like, oh, yo, that dude's talking about some real shit, like, you know, blah, 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 I did a class on it, and it's the first time I ever even spoke to him about it, and he's like, yeah, I went to a class on the meeting, my pops be doing blah, 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 blah. So, you know, that's where I'm at with it right now, just figuring out what the next and best way to attack this thing, you know, like KJ said, it's very vast. There's a lot of ways that you can attack it. Really got to figure out a plan and figure out the best way to go about it because running around doing a lot of motion, but you're not really getting what done. A whole lot of movement, no progress. Me, I was introduced to it because when I moved to North Carolina the first time in 06, I was so alone as a, as a 13 year old kid that I would look at houses that were for sale to try to convince my family their friends and or the friends of family to like move down here because I was so bored. So I was like, nah, I gotta, I gotta help them. And I would send them pictures of houses, send them like all the details, how many bedrooms. I was like, yo, this is kind of dope. Like going to different houses and helping people find some. And like all in all, I actually, I won't say I convinced them because obviously I was only 13, but I kind of put the idea in like two of uh, my grandparents' close friends' heads and they actually ended up moving uh, to North Carolina. And I was like, damn, like real estate is pretty fun. I have a lot of information, like a lot of information, education. I've been, uh, how I met Sean is that I joined his cousins, like I said earlier, I joined his cousins uh, uh, class, if you will. And I just messaged him one day on the side, I was like, yo, I need some guidance. I heard Tommy say, my cousin Sean is here. So I was like, all right, let me find him. Cause that's his blood. Like uh, with wholesaling, I spent maybe the first, I got introduced to it in January of last year. And I was on fire for like, from that month until about May. Where kind of what Jimmy was saying, where it was a lot of things you were doing and you just weren't reaping the results that, not necessarily you were expecting, but just something like, a, a, a yes from somebody would have been cool. <laughs> one person. Just it's giving disheartening, fun. man. That's all no after no after no is disheartening. Yeah, you know, and I, like a vulnerable moment on this on this podcast, like I've grown up 
people who've had to fear of rejection. So they would place that upon me being like raised by them. So there was times where I wouldn't even put my situ- myself in a situation where I would face a no. I'm coming completely out of my comfort zone. It's something that I already don't feel comfortable selling to people, even though apparently I'm good at it. And now I'm trying to call people randomly and try to like just get an appointment to see the house that they don't even care nothing about. So like a lot of those factors came into play as to why I haven't taking it a lot more seriously than I should have. Because like I said, I have access to this to this guy who did 10 deals already. Like this isn't, I know some people who talk about wholesaling that they used to try to do it early in the 2000s. And I got people who've done it and who were doing it on a weekly basis. We grew up thinking you needed a license, you needed a brokerage, you, need, you needed to have the certain licenses in place for you to be able to partake in real estate. Because it's one of many techniques that you could use yeah. in real estate, but some people, You'll say like you should wholesale a house. What does that even mean? So, alright. So, so let me, let me. You said a couple of things, Alex. Man. So first of all, you were saying getting the real estate license protects you a little bit more. I can tell you that is true and also not true because uh, I've had to go through three different brokerages in the last year and a half because of that protection that you just said that we have. So when you're wholesaling a deal, you're doing that on your own. So the so you so the broker has to feel protected as well. For the broker to feel protected, you know, they're like, okay, I want you to put this put to put the company's name on there so I can look over the contracts and this, this that and the third. Right. Guess what? Nah, nah, now nah, they got their hand out. Nah, now nah, they got their hand out. Like, hey, how much you made on this deal? Like, yeah, yo, I want that 3%. Right. Yeah, I want that, you know what I want that 3%. You know, and at the time I was like, hold up, man. I'm like, I, like this is so, I mean, I have two different LLCs. I have an LLC for my wholesale business and I have an LLC for my real estate business. And I was like, hey, I use my LLC for my wholesale business. I use none of your stuff. And they was like, nah, I still need my cut. You know, I had to, you know, I was like, ah, nah, I'm good. Like, I had to leave. Cause I was like, I'm not giving you my cut. Like, I'm already giving you 20% of my real estate deals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm already giving you that much. So this is one of the things that I always tell people to jump in. Don't, don't sit there and try and learn everything that you need to learn first. Because then, because then you never get out there. Uh, a surgeon, like yeah, you graduated years from school. If you call me, if if I gotta get my appendix taken out, and this dude was like, yeah, I graduated yesterday. I ain't letting him do the surgery. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was, I want somebody that's experienced. Then removed about fifteen appendices, appendices before they take mine out. So that's one of the things when everybody was talking about courses. One of the biggest thing about courses. If you want to take a course, make sure they're going to assign you a mentor or have a mentor in place. So when you, so when I told you when I got that first deal, bro, I, I went to We Live a week ago. I had no idea what I was doing. Luckily, you know, I had a mentor, which is my, my little cousin, which is why I go so hard because I can't let my little cousin outshine me. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I called him up and like, dude. I'm going on an appointment. I don't know what to do. You know, he was forwarding me all the contracts, even though I had them. You know, he was on the phone with me telling me, you know, the parcel number, the the, the grantor and grantee. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I was lost. But you know what? I reached out and, and he literally helped me walk me through this whole entire deal. 
and it was crazy because it was a deal where the lady was losing her house in seven days so i had seven days to find a buyer get a title search do everything and we literally closed that deal like at three o'clock and she was foreclosing at five o'clock but man, I tell you, yo, mentors is everything. Like you can read, you can YouTube, you can do all that, man. You need to find somebody and be like, hey, will you help me? You know, I mean, of course, you know, you gotta, you gotta give to get doing your like a JV on your first dip. Like, hey, you know what? We gonna split this joint 50-50. But if this mentor is going to help you walk you through the deal, teach you everything about this deal, that that is way far more profitable than than just out there trying to wing it. Yeah, I agree a lot with what Sean was saying. What they call that, you know, reading all the books for years, attending all the seminars, that's analysis paralysis. So you basically, uh-huh. in your uh-huh. comfort zone, gaining your knowledge, you're like, oh yeah, I'm learning, I'm doing it. But like, are you really doing it? Like, are you really out there? And the thing about getting a mentor too, it's also true, you gotta provide. Where are you going to add value? Right? Do you have money? Uh, do you know a lot of people? Are you great at tracking deals in the housing market? Mm-hmm. Right? A good mentor isn't just going to fall into your lap. Like, I'll be honest, even now, I'm still trying to find like a good mentor that can rely, not just on like real estate, but just like in life, you know, for everything. Yeah, right. And so you got to network. You got to be out there talking to people. You got to be out there grinding and provide some value. Add value to people's lives like as bad as it sounds no one gives a shit about what you got going on <laughs> all right big <laughs> 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 alex <laughs> like no one's going to care unless you actually could provide value to help their own life as selfish as that sounds so if you're looking for a mentor you got to be able to bring something to the table and then they'll hopefully in turn reach back and help you out and bring them to what they're their level two yeah, so we, I tell you, I want to add to that real quick. Just like KJ, well, not add to it. I just want to emphasize that, like what KJ said about adding value to yourself so that you can add value to others so that they'll work with you is important for not just real estate. That's life in general. Like that is yeah. so. I talk to exes about like relationships, everything. If you are not adding something to somebody's life, then you're just a burden. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to, nobody's in the space to pick up any extra burdens. So you gotta just whatever you can, learn as much as you can, do as much as you can in life, period, so that you got some experience or some knowledge, or you can help somebody in some area of life so that you don't just become a burden around just doing nothing, not useful. And that they, they coined the phrase, you know, if you're if you're not, if you can't be used, then you're useless. KJ said it sounds messed up or whatever, but that's what it is. That's real life. Like, and, and I think that everybody should feel that way anyways. It's like, I don't want to be just sitting on somebody's couch not doing nothing. No, I want to help everybody that I can out, so. So, yeah, so I was saying I was gonna blow y'all mind on something. So we was talking about, you know, giving value, you having something to offer. So I knew I wanted to try my hand at flipping a house. I have a cash buyer here. This dude flipped two hundred houses last year. Wait, wait, wait. My last five deals we've done together. He has when I tell you he has his system in place 
we closed on a deal at one o'clock. He sent the text and was like, get the work. At three o'clock, he already had the whole roof ripped off and put another roof back on. Like this dude is this dude is a, a animal. The machine. So that's the machine right here. <laughs> my last wholesale deal, I was gonna get a six thousand dollar assignment fee. I knew I wanted to flip a house. So what I did was I said, you know what, Jason? I said, yo, we, we've done a lot of business together. I trust you. I said, but we're gonna sign this contract. But I said, I was like, you know what? Keep your $6,000 assignment fee. Yo, his jaw dropped and was like, what? I said, but I wanna be a part of every phase of this whole entire flip. From picking out, you know, paint, floors, like, like, what do you do? And I want access to all your workers. And he was like, bet. You know, so, so, literally, so literally, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I went to the, the appliance depot with him where he picking out the appliances, the floors, I'm seeing everything he's doing. I get there, you know, they working. I'm, I'm in there, you know, I'm, I'm knocking down some walls, you know, I have to put some floors down. And then he was like, you know what, man? You got your license, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, hey, you know what? I just need you to listen. He was like, I don't want. He's like, I want to give you something for it, you know. And at the time, I told him, I said, I said, keep your six G's. I was like, just let me, let me be your, let me see, let me be your student through this whole entire joint. Like, you know what you're doing? You flipped two hundred houses last year. And he was like, cool. As a matter of fact, I think, uh, I think we finishing up everything on Wednesday, and I'll be putting the sales sign out in front of it. But you know I mean it was a great learning experience, which I think it was way more than six thousand dollars worth of education. That's what it's about. Six, six bands right now. I don't know if I'm turning that down. So shout out to you for being in the place where you were able to <laughs> look at the look at the bigger picture and <laughs> be like, yeah, nah. Is he me? <laughs> right. Turn down six G's. <laughs> right, right. That's a. Nah, that's a, that's a, think a about it, like, That's a life experience. <laughs> So I've pretty much been helping him out since last year, May, which I know sooner or later he's going to call me to, to get that property off his hands. So that was going to be my first flip. Right. And all it really needs is some floors, some paint, new HVAC and that's it really so I'm looking like okay I'm about to get this experience and everything because you got to get I learned the the pulling permits like going to this downtown to the courthouse to get the permits to do electrical uh, plumbing you know I, I learned all of that so I was like okay cool but I knew that I mean it was a gamble because now I'm not flipping it because like I said I don't know what this market going going look like that six vans would have helped you know hold that property for six months. <laughs> <laughs> right right now, right right <laughs> but now when it you know what I'm saying? but but now when it, when I do find that, that right property you know like I have all the tools in place like he introduced me to the clerks down at the, the courthouse so I can go pull those permits and be like hey this is why I come to pull my electrical permits all right boom last your lifetime right the 6k you blow that in a couple months or weeks days depending on your lifestyle but that experience is going to be with you forever that's a fact that's a fact so now with, with, with you saying all of that it i have to ask 
what have you been doing since we've been well obviously you're not quarantined because you've been out in the streets but um what have you been doing since the i guess call to stay home order has been going on to take advantage of <laughs> because everyone on this call as far as i know was aware that there was going to be a, a crash of some sort we did not know how per se but it, it's happening slowly but surely um and now i just i want to ask you yep. and then i'll ask kj i've talked to jimmy about this so i know what he's doing but i want to talk to you two and find out what it is and it doesn't even necessarily have to be real estate related but obviously this is what the episode is mostly this is what the conversation is about so if you could find a way to incorporate that in what you've been doing or if that's actually what you've been doing at the stay in stay at home order time that'd be uh something i'd like for you to share So for me, I've uh, like I jumped in, like I jumped into the business, like I said, like like a polar bear swim, you know, just jumped in. So what I'm doing now, actually, today is the first day I left the house in like four days. Um, but I I'm building the foundation of my business, you know. Uh, um, I took a tax class on Thursday you know, to, to learn how to write all this stuff off. I've uh, started building, you know, like my, my platform. I'm doing more of uh, the stuff that I should have been doing before. But like I said, since I just jumped straight in, a lot of the, the, the minute stuff that can turn into big stuff, I'm fixing those right now. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the person who goes out and builds a big old skyscraper without firming the foundation to the person who has a mid-level building, but the foundation is built solid. That mm-hmm. that big found that big foundation can fall so easy because he didn't take the time to really build the foundation of it. Right. So that's pretty much that's pretty much what I've been doing. Just just taxes. Um, legalities of all the, the processes, stuff that I can write off. Shoot, I didn't hire, I didn't put both of my kids on my payroll. I paid them $12,400 a year, according to uh, my books. But you know what I'm saying? That's just <laughs> a write-off <laughs> my taxes, a write-off right there. That's uh, an expense. Hold on, hold on. Nah, nah, it's all facts though. Uh, I, I even talked to my accountant about it. He was good, he's like, yo, it's written in, in the book, you can do it. All right, cool, cool. It's yeah, I legal. figured. I figured that there's just um, and that's another thing. I I know that as you go right off the restaurants that you do meetings yeah, in. That's how the you rich know. people stay rich, man. You yeah, man, exactly. They they just know how to play the game, and that's exactly. what I'm talking about. People like is not. Oh, it was uh, the Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki. He said that McDonald's isn't in the business of fast food; they're in the business of real estate, and like that's how they've been tax free for. 50, 60 plus years now is that they own real estate. They you ever watch the movie The Founder? Nah, I haven't. I haven't watched that. Yeah. Is that. It is on Netflix. Watch that joint tonight, yo. You'll see. Yo, that joint is real. 